I'm Yoni Fine. And I'm Laura Fine. We are fine, fine, whatever. And welcome back to our podcast. This is Love Songs, the podcast. Episode 10. really excited that we made it to 10 episodes you guys thanks for um telling us to keep making these it's uh it's fun for us and we're in episode 10 yep we've we've made 10 episodes (laughs) we've talked about 20 songs Uh, sometimes i talked about like three at once so we're talking about more than 20 songs okay yay (laughs) talked about uh two dozen songs a score of songs Ooh, nice yeah (laughs) we should start a new podcast called the score of songs okay and on each one we play 20 songs (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think we're really coming up with a lot of winning ideas speaking of winning ideas Uh uh because it is our 10th episode we thought about having some sort of awesome thing we would do for this episode, um, and we came up with several winning ideas yeah. that are terrible. None of which we're doing. <laughs> They're all awful. <laughs> we thought we might let you in on some of the bad ideas that we're not doing, though. So um, the 10th anniversary, since this is like a love relationship thing, uh-huh. is the tin or aluminum one. <laughs> so we were like, let's do songs about tin. So no, um, we thought about doing some top 10 lists, uh-huh. uh, but then we realized that would take forever and that would be boring. And we couldn't come up with anything that you'd want to hear our top 10 lists of. So we're going to do <laughs> that same tried and true formula that has brought us to this, this day of the 10th episode. Uh, and we're each going to play a love song that we love at this moment. Not from the album 10 by Pearl Jam, which oh. I also thought of. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that's good. Um, you didn't tell me about that one. <laughs> I was saving it. <laughs> nice. good, good job. We should do, that's good. Uh, no, we're just going to play a song and talk about it. So uh, we are, again, uh, on iTunes, Love Songs, the podcast if you search love songs and then in one word find find whatever you should find us and twitter at love songs the podcast love songs podcast at gmail and soundcloud.com slash love songs the podcast laura yes yoni (laughs) what's your song (laughs) oh yay are we starting um okay well I, I had to think about whether or not to actually do this song on the podcast because I, I was trying to stretch it and figure out how it's a love song. So maybe we'll figure that out because this is just a song I like. It's called Leave the Light On by The Overcoats. Um, I think it's just Overcoats. Yeah, you're right. It's the band that is called Overcoats. <laughs> but it's not called the band that is called Overcoats. <laughs> no, that would be it's by Overcoats, <laughs> um, who are um, two ladies cool cool ladies um if you watch them perform they basically just dance like they're 12 and they're having a sleepover party and they stare in each other's eyes and laugh the whole time and then they hug it's after incredible. every song it's incredible there's a great tiny dust concert and then any uh, they're wearing like giant white t-shirts so and, awesome. and boots um, <laughs> so weird but it's so good and yeah and we watched a couple of videos and on every single one they're doing they're it's the same amazing energy and anyway their faces are three inches away from each other they're staring in each other's eyes and then after every song they hug and hold hands and (laughs) they have huge smiles on their faces and they clearly love what they're doing and this song um mm, uh 
This song speaks to, it makes me kind of sad, but also makes me want to dance with glee when I'm listening to it. Um, So that's an interesting juxtaposition for me. Um, But mostly it's just a song that I cannot stop listening to and it's been a good six weeks. And so I think we should all listen to it um, and appreciate how rad it is. Leave the light on for myself when I come home. Leave the light on for myself when I come home. Leave the light on for myself when I come home. 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 Leave the light on for my my myself. Leave the light on for my my myself. You don't know me at all. You don't know me. jumping around like crazy yes pretty great also they're an electronic pop duo and i'm listening to the instrumentation and starting to try to make sense out of what it means to be an electronic pop duo how do you understand that well i don't really understand music or any of its terms (laughs) (laughs) welcome to our music podcast (laughs) but i'm hearing that it's all made electronically so (laughs) perfect Analysis here. I'm not part I get really excited about. It's coming up soon. Okay. love that song i love that song so do i you love that song oh totally um didn't i show it to you yeah um, so why is it a love song okay well <laughs> first of all as i've said the more i listen to music and the more i think about 
various songs, I think on some level it's always talking about love somehow. So I'm going to figure this out. I do think that it's talking about a relationship and a dynamic of a part of love. And the part that I've thought about, it's it's not, again, I don't always talk about the softer, gushier parts of being in a love relationship on this podcast. Um, because frankly, I think that like a lot of people struggle in relationships because they expect it to be the warm, soft piece all the time. And they don't know how to deal with the other feelings that are stickier and also intense. Mm-hmm. And I think they face, at least I'll speak for myself because I'm... <laughs> the only one in here in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm pretty um, close but yes you, you can you can chime in please do <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know that a lot of the obstacles for me in really letting myself relax into a love relationship are in this song <laughs> letting yourself uh so leave the light on for myself when I come home is you you think about that no sorry i don't i don't get it yet yeah i'm not done yet okay <laughs> for me this song's about protecting your heart it's about keeping something for yourself um just in case uh-huh. it's about uh okay that's i mean i've thought a lot about what it is that they're saying what this song is about um and that idea of leave the light on for myself when i come home what if I don't make it home? You're not there and the light's not on. So in, in that that one line to me speaks to romantic relationship where you're sharing a home with somebody. Right. Maybe it's so not, what, but that's what I think about. S- she's talking to herself then, right? Yeah, and also yeah. I think letting the person she's singing to, I mean, she might be talking to herself. I well, imagine otherwise it, it. Otherwise it would be leave the light on for me. Only I can leave the light on for myself. I guess yes. No, she's leaving her light on for leaving the light on for herself. But I think she's explaining, or at least how I think about it, is explaining to another person, "This is how I am." Yeah. Like I need to leave the light on for myself when yeah. I come home, because what if I don't? Th- I think <laughs> this part's a little weird for me to figure out what she's saying. But what if I don't make it home? You're not there, and the light's not on. Like it's like if what if you don't leave the light on for me, and I need it to be on in case I don't make it home in time before it gets dark and you don't remember to leave the light on. I need to make sure I can find my way back. Okay. So I'm going to leave the light on for myself. And even, and even though you want me to trust that you're going to leave the light on, I can't. So you need to deal with the fact that I need to leave the light on for myself. Right. Cause she's, cause it's about trust. Like that's the piece that I think about. That's, that's not so nice, right? It's not, I'm talking about how I'm always going to trust you. I know you're going to leave the light on for me. This is so lovely. It's about like, yeah, we're in this and I still need to do that. And part of you loving me is accepting that about me. Right. Because the only way I could really, as you put it, kind of relax into loving you is if I feel like I can still take care of myself if I have to, like I'm still my own person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to leave the light on for myself mm-hmm. because, and it's, and it's acknowledging you might not be there mm-hmm. when I get home uh-huh. and that has to be okay. That has to feel yeah. safe. Right. It has to be. And, and that is actually, I think a really interesting piece of a relationship too, of not being like for the most part, I do love that I count on you to hold me up when I need it. And I count on you to be there and I turn to you over and over and over again to ask for help. And all of those things are a really important part of our relationship. 
And it needs to be okay with me and vice versa that yeah. sometimes you're not there. Yeah. You know, sometimes you've got your own thing going on. Sometimes right. you're stressed out. Sometimes you literally don't make it home because you've got something else going on or whatever. And, and that can't be a, a deal breaker. You know, right. I have to still be able to catch myself if I need to. There's so many songs about needing somebody to get by. You're all I need to get by. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I need you. You're like my oxygen and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we don't usually play those songs because those don't feel romantic to us. <laughs> well, and that's the part about the 100 Waters song that I talked about feeling uncomfortable hearing yeah, where she was yeah. saying, you're my skin, you know, like, yeah. mm, no, <laughs> I don't want that. First of all, again, that line creeps me out. But second of all, like, I, I, I think we're not going to keep- talk about blankets again, are we? I, we can. Would you like to? Do no. we still need to have that conversation? No, we covered it. Okay. But what I, what I found uncomfortable that I mentioned before was the idea of um, being so dependent on somebody that they become your everything in a way that you lose yourself. Um, and I think that that is an idea that makes me feel a little bit like, I don't, I mean, and I've heard a lot of people say this, I don't want to be your everything. You know, I want you to feel... I want to be a person that makes you feel whole and complete. Mm-hmm. I want to be a person that you want to share your whole and complete self with. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be a person that you continue to choose to come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be a person whose whole self you want to choose also, right? But I don't want to be, I don't want you to exist in a world where you feel like every single part of our aspect of your life is dependent on what I do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to love what I do and I want to love you in return, but I also want you to feel full of all of your life and I want to be a really important part of it, but not the whole thing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the idea of being the whole thing, but there's, an, you know, I also don't, right? Um, you know, even just if I think in a slightly bigger picture of adding our children to the picture, right? Um, I want them to be an intensely important part of your life, you know, that's separate from me, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, I want your work to be an intensely important part of your life that you get passion and fulfillment from, you know? I want the other relationships that you have, your relationships with your family, your relationships with your friends. I want those all to be intensely fulfilling parts of your life. I want your relationship with like the God that you understand to be an important fulfilling part of your life that you get enrichment from. I want when you read a book for that to be fulfilling and important part of your life. And as much as I fucking hate football, like I want (laughs) how much you enjoy fantasy football to be like an important, like fun thing that you get pleasure out of, you know, (laughs) like even the stupid stuff you do that is not like, you know, uh, higher order, like, um, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what is leaving the act of leaving a light on? What does that feel analogous like to you? Like, what do you do that maintains that you're going to feel safe in this thing if I'm not here when you get well, home? Well, so that's the part that ends up making me feel a little bit of tension around like how it's a way that I keep a little bit of myself held back, maybe. Um, or like take care of. Uh-huh. 
and that's like a part that I I don't feel great about, or I wonder how I'm doing that in a way that like I don't. Why does that not feel great? Aren't you just talking about like self care things? Maybe, and maybe I'm 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 observing that I have some conflict around that. Like yeah, because yeah, you called it like holding back, meaning like if there's time that you're not spending at home because you're doing self care to just take care of yourself, that's not uh, that that is taking you away. But I think it's got a net positive obviously of well she she they both sing about i hear in this song a little bit of uh i don't give you everything because i'm trying to keep myself safe you hear that in a i hear that in their song in the lyrics and when they're talking about like you don't know me at all oh yeah um, and we don't know what we're running from like right that there's this other piece where she's talking about now you see me now you don't right um i may break down if i let you look at me so all of that part of the song to me it goes with how they are talking about leaving the light on for themselves so so in that way and i think about how in 15 years into our relationship, 12 years into being married, uh, I wonder about the ways in which I still do that. And I think that there's ways that people must still do that in relationships where they've been together for 50 years, you know, the stuff that you keep quiet for yourself. And, and then I think I've heard couples question whether or not it's okay to have some parts of yourself that are just private, mm-hmm. even when you're involved in a marriage or a long-term partnership like is it okay and to keep some things that are just for you that you don't share with your partner or is that a seed that plants some sort of distance that's not okay and you tell them it's okay um is that what you think what do you think about that uh yeah why so that you could still like be a person mm-hmm. you know you can be intertwined but you still have your own roots mm-hmm I think that there's always a question of why can't you share it? Right. Like, if I can't share it with you, is it because I'm afraid you wouldn't accept it? If I can't share it with you, is it because... I just think there's something about human nature that's individualistic uh-huh. at its core, and then that we're individuals. We okay. are. We're born as individuals. And so something about having an identity, there, there's a f- piece of that that feels like there has to be a me that's uh-huh. that's just I, you know? Otherwise, what am I? This is like really contradictory to the lyrics in the song I'm going to play. I know. Your song is really different and, and much sweeter. <laughs> well, yeah, but also if you think about it the way we're thinking about it, kind of sadder hmm. because there's a history of like not being a person in it. Oh, yeah. You know? Are we jumping songs now? I guess so. Do you have anything else you want to say about Overcoats? Um, well, I don't know if I was done talking about it, but maybe let's listen to your song and then have yeah. a conversation about both. All right. So um, this is an old song by Bright Eyes. This is a... Wait, actu- is Bright Eyes is not M. Ward. <laughs> no, it's Connor Oberst, but they're friends. Okay. Uh, this is from 2005. You know what else happened in 2005? What else happened in 2005? Got- I do. I know the answer. Okay, go ahead. Laura. <laughs> we got married. We got married. Yeah. Uh, and this was actually a suggestion from uh, our friend Sarah, who said you should do that song. And this is a song that I think a lot of people love. Uh, it's been around since t- 2005, I think. <laughs> 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 and um, but you know, it, I, I, every time I hear it, it uh, takes me takes me back. It it puts me in a certain place and um, takes you back where. 
um, to where we lived in 2005. Okay. Um, this album was gifted <laughs> when we got married. My high school friends all went in on an iPod and they loaded it with a bunch oh, of yeah. MP3, like a ton of their music, you know, that burned onto CDs from their computers. And uh, um, Cha had the brightest. These are nice album guys. Hey, this is a shout out to Yoni Fine's uh, high school friends. You are lovely, lovely gentlemen. I'm really glad I know you. <laughs> I don't think any of them listen to this. Yeah, I don't care. Someday, maybe they will. Okay. They should. If they were lovelier, they would. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> Get guys, on it, guys. you guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys suck. Totally. All right. It sounds like we had an editing problem, but no, that's actually what we just said. We're going to listen to... Wait, wait, wait. Before we listen to it, there's one thing I want to say, um, and that's that if you've ever seen the video of this song... Um, we're about to have a very meta moment, and I feel like people should know. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> if you ever listen to the video of this song or watch the video, it's actually the sweetest thing because the video is shots of couples sitting on a couch with headphones on, listening to this song together. They're not all couples. They're not all couples. There's some singles. Oh, there are some singles. There's also a family, um, and uh, they are listening to the song on headphones, presumably for the first time, hearing the lyrics, and then you're seeing their reaction to hearing the lyrics together. And in some parts, they'll hear the lyrics and then they'll look at each other and kiss or something like that. Um, but mostly you see them sort of having this experience of thinking about their relationship as they listen to the song and noticing the person that they're with. And we're about to do that. And we're wearing headphones. We are. <laughs> All right, let's do it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. First day of my life I swear I was born right in the doorway I went out in the rain Suddenly everything changed They're spreading blankets on the beach Yours is the first face that I saw I think I was blind before I met you I get that don't know where I am, I don't know where I've been But it's hard to talk I over this. know where I want to go So I thought I'd let you know That these things take forever I especially am slow But I realized how I need you And I wondered if I could come home Remember the time you drove all night Just to meet me in the morning And I thought it was strange You said everything changed You felt as if I think he hits your sweet spot of being specific enough But not too specific But it takes you out of it This is the first day of my life I'm glad I didn't die before I met you Gets me. Mm -hmm. Now I don't care, I could go anywhere with you, and I'd probably be happy. So if you want to be with me, if these things there's no telling, we'll just have to wait and see. But I'd rather be working for a paycheck than waiting 
to win the lottery. That line confuses me. Yeah. The rest of it, I'm like really with it. And then he I says know. that, and so I'm like, wait, what? It's like you're settling for someone. Yeah. I mean, I really think you like me. Sad. Hmm. But he sounds. Uh, I don't know. There's something real precious about him. Mm-hmm. There's something really precious, and I don't know. He sounds like a little bird, you know, that crazy vibrato in his voice. I picture like uh-huh. holding some wounded bird in my hand. Okay, so he's singing from his inner wounded bird. He's always singing from his inner wounded bird. Okay. That's why it sounds so. Ugh. I don't know. What do you know? I don't know. I don't know what I know. <laughs> There's certain lines in that song that are, that are stuck in my brain okay. forever. Why'd you, you choose know? this song? We were talking the other day about the idea of uh, you, you. You shared something about how marriage didn't used to be about um, what it is now. It was more of like a financial thing or a, you know a practical thing. And now we consider marriage as ideally it leads to this um, self-actualization of the person, you know, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the idea in this song that I find really profound um you know this is the first day of my life i what's how does he say it i was born before i met he said well he says a couple of things he says this is the first day of my life i think i was born right in this doorway i think i was born in the doorway like i saw you and then i became alive it's just great storytelling too Uh in terms of the first two lines yeah Mm -hmm. um and yeah, so becoming alive again, I don't connect with the idea of being dead before I met you, but I do. I con- do. I do. That part of this song is very, um, I mean, our story, I think we've talked a little bit about it and I think you know why it works for me, but I will tell anyone over and over and over again, you saved my life. Uh, and before you, I don't think I existed. And that's not necessarily how things should be. No. But I'm really glad you showed up. Yeah. I get that. Um, and so, yeah, that's working on, obviously, a fundamental level for you. But I get that that's not what you were. I just wanted to tell you that. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. But I, I think that's a piece of like the piece that for me still feels incredibly Mm -hmm. profound of, you know, that level of self-actualizing or, you know, becoming, um, cause I've talked about this before Mm -hmm. is that, um, something seemingly ironic about like us joining together is that it led to me, I think becoming more independent and more, uh, myself than Mm -hmm. I had been before. Um, just because that's something you, you, you know, based on part of that different, very different childhood is that you had to be very independent much younger than I did. And so you value those things and kind of, um, you know, pushed me in those directions, which, uh, but also aside from that, you know, just the feeling of like knowing that I'm supposed to be with you and that we're supposed to have our family and those kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, that feels like, 
you know, my life, you know, mm-hmm. right now, my, our family feels like my life. Like this is, this is who I am. Um, and I still had a, I still had a self before, but it was very different. So you mm-hmm. talk about the feeling of not having had a self before and that's, you know, your own complex, uh, childhood. But I think, so even for me, whose childhood was safe, once we got together, that felt like up, you know, level um, up, <laughs> becoming, uh, becoming who I am now. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, someone was asking me about, uh, like the, did it does getting married or finding a person like that, like change your identity. And hmm. so this is, that's what this song is about. That feeling of like, this is, this is my like you make me feel like I just was born again, you know, more. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole life just started and opened up mm-hmm. because it is a life together. Yeah. It makes me think a little bit about that unexpected, you know, maybe you're looking, maybe you're not. And when we met, we weren't really looking. Um, and all of a sudden you meet someone and you're like, Oh, <laughs> this is here now, yeah. you know, and there's nothing that can be, it's like getting in a car crash almost, you know, like th- there's that way in which well, you're a morbid analogy. I was thinking getting on a, on a train. Oh, well, no, cause you choose to get on a train. I'm, I'm thinking about a way in which your day is going a certain kind of way and you think it's going to be going in one direction and all of a sudden something really major happens and you're like, Oh, I guess my day oh, right, is this yeah. now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is always the experience I have when I've gotten into a car accident. Um, and I'm not talking about a bad one. I'm talking about like you get into a fender bender or your car breaks down, you know, something like that where you're like, Oh, well the trajectory just changed. You're on the yeah. phone making calls like to tell people I'm not coming anymore. Cause this whole other thing just happened. Like, or when your kid, throws up yes <laughs> yes okay um like these are terrible things, <laughs> these are all terrible no but there are things that make you stop you stop in your tracks and you recognize everything is going to be different than what i expected yeah yeah um and i, I guess are there other examples of that, that way that positive? happens in a good way uh when you see a rainbow you stop and you're like oh there's a rainbow. Your day, you stop and look at the rainbow and you're like, okay, I saw a okay. rainbow today. Okay. So that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> I give you a no on that. Um, it's nice, but it's not, it doesn't change the whole trajectory of your day. Um, I mean, like maybe you find money. <laughs> I guess. That's more um, like finding a golden ticket. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. No, it's like, a, I don't know. One time we were standing, what we were hoping it would happen. I'm thinking about when we were standing outside of a concert venue, wishing we could get in and we couldn't, someone just gave us tickets. <laughs> Okay. Remember what we saw? No. We were outside the Greek, and we went in and saw, what's that band? Oh, Charlie Jura- Tuna. Jurassic, Jurassic 5, Five. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't even think we were hoping to get it. I think we were just walking by, and someone offered us tickets. Huh. That was nice. Thanks, Esther. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, my point is just that experience of, like, that Thunderbolt thing where you meet a certain person and there's almost that and that he's talking about that sort of instant recognition of oh well now you're here and we're going to have a life together and I didn't even know you existed before mm-hmm. you know <laughs> right and I've had other relationships in my life where um you suddenly know it's actually a feeling I've started to recognize where I come across someone and I know in a group of people, oh, you, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're going to be my friend, yeah. you know, um, we have something we need to do together, you know, yeah. 
Um, and I remember that when we met, there was a, a certain instant sort of recognition, you know, and I didn't know yet what it was going to turn right. into. We didn't figure that out for a while, but like. That's what, there's a great line where he says, you know, with these things, you never know. We just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But when you feel that thing, you decide we're going to pursue this. We're going to like, just let's, let's see. Right. Well, you just sort of recognize, oh, we're tied together. Yeah. There's a thing now. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to. Is this going to be, we're going to be married forever? Is this going to be that we're supposed to open up a coffee shop together? I don't know. <laughs> There's something. Right? Maybe both. <laughs> Maybe we're going to be married and open a coffee shop. And one more awesome thing. I find a golden ticket. Okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, or maybe it's something else. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a different sort of like task or goal you have, or maybe it's like a a wonderful friendship. I have several friends that I know when I first met them, (laughs) when we first moved out here, I was in a lot of mom's groups, um, where I'd show up at a place with my baby and a bunch of other ladies would be there with their babies. And I remember sort of, there's several people that I'm still close with and, and every single one of them, I remember in that first group, uh, sort of hangout, you know, doing my best to try to figure out who are the people I click with. And all of them, I remember that first time being like, oh, you're my favorite person in this room. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that we should hang out, you know. And there's plenty of situations where you're in a room and you're like, nope, none of these people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have had that too. How soon can I leave? <laughs> Five minutes? <laughs> when is it polite enough? <laughs> <laughs> you could just sit down in five minutes and be like, you know what, I don't think this is going to work out. I'm going to go home. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that. I uh, really needed friends. <laughs> yeah. But in the song, I mean, there's, like I said, there's so much of his sadness. There's so much doubt the whole time. You know, nothing lasts forever. I especially would know. In this time, it feels different. I really think you like me. That line, that, and then he drags out me forever in that crazy way at the end of that song. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in all that, you hear all these past you know, heartbreaks and mm-hmm. things that made him doubt himself and not well, like himself. And there's that line that we stopped at where it starts to feel very like, oh yeah, this is like a dream sort of love. And then he says the thing about, I don't really know. I'd rather be working for a paycheck than waiting to win the lottery where he's saying basically like, this doesn't feel like winning the lottery and right. I don't want to keep waiting anymore. And but that gets to that point we've talked about before. Like, it's not like, you know, we when we saw each other we were just like stopped everything and decided we were gonna be madly in love and get married and you most doesn't happen that way it's not like in romeo and juliet you know there's moments there's big moments where you realize there's something there's something there but you don't know what it is like i'm going to invest something in this and see and that's kind Mm -hmm. of like working Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um and I don't know. That is a complicated metaphor, though. I don't know. We pursue it like, you know, I do love my work. I, 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 It's true. I would much rather love my work and get something out of it every day for the long haul, like a marathon, than just like, what would winning the lottery be? Like dating, I guess, and like going one night stands and hoping that one of them turns into this like magical, passionate, lifelong thing. Well, maybe there is also a lot of people will say... This is a common thing couples therapists talk about that you need to teach people that relationships are work, yeah. um, that there isn't just this sudden, it's not all constant fireworks, right? And those moments happen and it's work to continue to create them yeah. too. Um, and that in long-term relationships, love is about continuing to choose your partner. Love is about choosing your partner even when it's hard. Love is about um, choosing the relationship and prioritizing it over other things 
not always, but like, you know, enough that it continues to grow and flourish. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is working for the paycheck instead of just assuming everything is going to be wonderful all the time and handed to you, right? That's winning the lottery, which Mm -hmm. is not a thing (laughs) in relationships that doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so maybe, maybe I get it from that angle for sure. Oh, it's such a beautiful song. What was the, so you, you were making a point about how this feels like a, a different, maybe sadder thing than what I was talking about in the Overcoat song. Um, right, because in the Overcoat song, she's holding on to her identity and mm-hmm. she has one and mm-hmm. she's like, a be, like, it feels like starting it on something, but I'm just so you know, I'm holding on to my identity. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fine if you're not there. I hope you're there. I'm going to dance because I'm excited because we have a thing and that's why it's got this amazing energy and this mm-hmm. is awesome but just so you know I'm gonna be fine mm. um or, or there's also a sense of like I'm just telling myself that you know to mm-hmm. try to prepare myself or defend myself but the Bright Eyes song he's so uh like I it really feels like he was hated his life before mm-hmm. you know like it it's was more desperate it's totally desperate. That's what yeah. his voice does so well, uh-huh. you know, and and that beautiful guitar uh-huh. playing and the whole thing is just so beautiful and desperate. And that you know, it's that little baby bird, wounded bird feeling of mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I've got, I, I'm not sure about anything. I don't know if I'm worth anything. Um, I've been hurt really badly, but this feels like, like maybe I'm gonna be okay mm-hmm. um, if 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 we can if we can say if we can do this mm-hmm. together you know right. we can be okay this feels like a life this has this has hope you know mm-hmm. it's it's desperate but it's hopeful mm-hmm. but there's a lot of pressure <laughs> yeah and that's again what that like weird tremolo in his voice does where it's mm-hmm. like trailing off at the end mm-hmm. there and it sounds so uh, like he's just breathing out every last breath of mm-hmm. you know his hope for uh it being the thing that gives him life and sustains him. I have a question. What is the question? (laughs) Well, I think that it's been an interesting evolution in our relationship in the last few years when I have maybe become a little bit more independent than I was at other points in our relationship. Um, and that's come with some tension and conflict for me or fear about what that would do between the two of us. We've referred to that a little bit in the podcast too. Um, and I, I think that in that first song, like that thing that I sort of have tension around of the way in which I, um, you know, don't trust entirely and make sure that I'm still taking care of myself just in case you can't. Um, like part of me feels like that, keeps me distance or it pushes you back or it like it says you know I don't totally trust you which that can be a hard thing to hear you know Mm -hmm. um and at the same time it lets you know like I'm gonna take care of myself you don't have to be responsible for me all the time I really like it when you take care of me I love when you leave the light on for me that feels really loving and nurturing (laughs) um and it maybe lets you off the hook a little bit in terms of knowing like you don't need to carry the burden of making sure that I'm always going to get caught, you know? Uh Um, And I think I've sort of watched you have this experience of experiencing some relief (laughs) in seeing that you don't, because I think you did sort of carry that for me for a really long time. Yeah. And I guess I'm wondering about your reaction to that, of knowing that um, 
I have gotten better at making sure that I leave the light on for myself. Is there like a sense of loss that I don't depend on you for it? Or is it more relief or what? Um, it's a hundred percent one of those and zero percent the other. Guess which one? I hope it's relief. (laughs) 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 Of course it's relief. (laughs) Um, okay. I mean, no, I don't, it's me. The feeling that I connect to in the bright eye song about Mm -hmm. this being my life does not have to do with taking care of you. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a piece of that. Mm -hmm. I like, I like taking care of you, Mm -hmm. but I much prefer doing things together taking care of our kids yeah. together yeah right um especially once kids came into the picture then it was like i put so much of my caretaking you know right. energy into that <laughs> so you know you're on your own <laughs> make your own yeah. breakfast <laughs> but i still make you coffee every morning thank you so much you're welcome. i love that yeah so things like that you know make me f- you know are are fulfilling um but no it's i i, I think I would think that most well-adjusted partners want their partner to be able to survive on their own. Mm-hmm. Am I making a stupid assumption? Um, I actually don't think it works like that in every relationship. I think there are definitely dynamics in which feeling like your partner depends on you and couldn't survive without you is sort of a thing people set up deliberately <laughs> or unintentionally. Um, it seems mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people do it from that place, but I think that's a dynamic that yeah. happens for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm sorry. Do you think what I said offended anybody? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't think so, but maybe. Um, I I don't. I, I mean, guess. I guess like I get I get getting something out of. Like I said, I I have it too. It's just not. I don't want it to be a hundred percent that you know. And, yeah, and well, when you were like in a really uh-huh. bad place, that's. Uh-huh. That doesn't feel good. I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm there, uh-huh. but it's not like I need that happening in our relationship to make it feel like a solid relationship. Well, I mean, and I relate to it on a different level too of like, I think we've both grown more independent and I mean, we've gotten older, we've matured, right? In our relationship. Much older. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. Oh, okay. You're, you're old now too. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I'm talking about like uh, in in other ways in which I used to feel like responsible to take care of you um, that I no longer feel because I know that you uh-huh. do those things. And that's a relief for me because I do feel like it is more of a partnership, you know, um, and and I like being there's a certain way in which I actually feel more comfortable and safer in our relationship when I know that you are yeah. independent and able to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, Cause it's undue pressure and stress. It feels, it feels like I'm like what could, even though I feel really strong and we feel really strong, you know, you put too much pressure on something, you know, you don't want it to break. Yes, sure. And I think that when I know you like have the capacity to leave the light on for yourself, um, I have the ability to fall a little bit or need something later or depend on you too or turn to you. Right. Um, like it, it makes me feel like we get to take turns, right? right? Like we can take care of each other. And it also makes me feel like when you are taking care of me, it's because you want to, not because you have to and vice versa. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of these things that just feel like it's more, uh, by choice unless because we don't have any other option. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And because you are, it's coming from a place of, I want to make you coffee, not because you can't get up and go to the kitchen yourself and I have to. All that stuff is so much harder when you're just younger. Yeah. Well, we were still learning how to, I mean, we got together pretty young. We were just learning how to be adults and we did it together. No, I think people that are in, you know, intense relationships when they're teenagers or in their twenties, I mean, uh like, you know, that's, there seems to be so much room for, uh, I guess it's just when, when you are still forming your identity and you, we've talked about this before too, and you kind of pair up with somebody else and it feels like your identity is getting reformed, you know, every few months when you're a teenager mm-hmm. or I felt mm-hmm. that way, you know? And so when you do it, when it's happening vis-a-vis another person, which happen you know you're not sure which parts of your and then those things end you're what's not sure you which and part, what's the other person yeah, that's what i was trying to say yeah yeah, yeah. well and, and i think that's a large part of the purpose of relationships to begin with is is to find help you find parts of yourself um and that's i think part of the problem right is if the purpose of the relationship is only about you looking for parts of yourself it's not actually this mutual relationship it's mm-hmm. about you sort of using the other person to develop yourself, right? Um, And I think that's a part of every relationship is that we grow from each other. You're attracted to other people because they have something in them that you want more of in your life or that you want to find more of in yourself. All of those parts, I think, are a piece of attraction, right? Um, But for me, this relationship has felt a lot richer and more satisfying when I felt a lot more solid in who I was and in my own self and you also felt more solid in that and it became more of me just being in a relationship with you as a separate person (laughs) instead of us feeling like we needed to constantly agree or like be in this sort of relationship mind melt (laughs) which is a state that we exist in sometimes and that I enjoy but it doesn't need to be like this uh constant experience of of sharing mind body and soul all the time right. <laughs> like that felt a little uh it was a bit much <laughs> <laughs> i think my point i think is more about like there was a, a there are times in our relationship i think when we were younger where it felt a little bit like i was looking for myself in you Instead of with me. Yes. Yeah. I like this. I like with you better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my point. All right, everybody. It's time to go to bed. Or continue doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, you choose. I think you should go to bed. Choose your own adventure, listeners. (laughs) Don't listen to him. He's old. (laughs) (laughs) Go to a club. Midnight bike ride. Or maybe you're listening in the morning. You should go out for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Uh, See you next time. No. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 10. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.